20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Babes are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh. 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 Hi everyone, and welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Cal. I'm JB. And this is episode 20. So today we're going to be talking about, I, I couldn't come up with a title that I was satisfied with. I, I have a couple of different topic titles. Uh, Lay them on me. The, the first one I have is called Having an Off Night. And the second one is Swinger Strikeout, which I kind of like better. It reminds me of, I, I don't think you're that familiar with it, but like a lot of stuff, like the old Rocky and Bullwinkle shorts and then and then, and uh, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Strangelove, like... Yeah, where there's like multiple titles. Yeah, there's like multiple subtitles, like Dr. Strangelove, like How to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, and <laughs> or and then like, yeah, like all the Rocky and Bullwinkle ones that always have double titles. Yep, well, this is another double title one, because <laughs> I, I couldn't make up my mind on what I wanted to title it, so I'm, I'll probably only post it with one title, but in my head, it's multiple titles. Well, in, in the episode, we've talked about it, it's multiple titles. Yep. <laughs> so, so... In our, our usual lifestyle chat, if you've been listening and, and following up with the news on Cal and myself, we, we were talking about how we were going to go to a swinger party, despite the fact that I am immensely pregnant. Due any day. Literally due tomorrow. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> well, and that's the thing is by the time this is posted, this is go- we'll probably already have the baby. This is going to go up. This is going up much later because we yeah. have a couple of other, we have the Derek and Amy behind closed doors interview that's... Part part one up is is up right now, and then yep. part two is going up next, and this is going to go up after that. So yeah. we yeah. better have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we better. So so we we last left off talking about how you know we were going to go to the swinger party and just see how it goes. We wanted to be back in the atmosphere, knowing mm-hmm. that I was incredibly pregnant. Yeah, and you had given me permission to full swap, or it's not a full swap, but only like a. When only one person swapping, I guess. But you had, you had I don't know. Me... In my head, it is. You're still having sex with someone well, yeah. that's not me. In in my head, that's like what full swap is. Like you know, the other like sex with other people is on the table. But you know, when you like, just by even having the word swap in there, doesn't you know it implies? Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's that's I I, th- I think that's that's how a lot of people probably right. are. But and there was one person that I in particular that I was absolutely 100 percent comfortable with and kind of fantasizing about watching you do. But, you know, had somebody else come along that I was comfortable with, I would have been okay with it. So we were hoping that there'd be some kind of action or play. I mean, I really wasn't counting on much because I'm pregnant, but... Yeah, we had agreed that it would be... That I think I'd be comfortable with you blowing individuals, but... Or doing that, maybe, but it... Yeah, as we're going to talk about, it, it just didn't happen. It was sort of an off night for us which is what the episode is is all about about. to to make a long story short we had a great time at the party yeah it was really fun the pregnancy ick factor was definitely there because i i could not flirt with a soul like no matter how what i tried just like there was no flirtation going on and i'm I'm generally a pretty flirty person but it was like the belly could nobody could get past it yeah i it, it it definitely was a little bit 
of an awkward situation with you being pregnant. You could tell. And I was off my flirt game because I didn't have my partner in crime to, <laughs> to help me out. But Yeah, you're and, a little out of practice, too, I think. You know, it's yeah. like riding a bike. You might be a little wobbly when you get back on. But And, and there was a couple of – there was a couple who had emailed us who had saw that we had signed up for the party, and they had um, – expressed interest they emailed us and let us know they're going to be there they're looking forward to seeing us and then when we got there she was very surprised to see you were pregnant and so that was kind of an awkward interaction it was extremely awkward especially when her her comment to me was oh you look nothing like you do in your pictures at the moment and i was like well we're not trying to lead anybody on we didn't post any pregnancy pictures but you know we weren't going to take our we weren't going to take our our name down or anything just because i'm pregnant you know we're gonna leave our profile up there yeah and you have to have a like when you sign up for a party you your profile just goes on a list of people going so right but we weren't intending to purposely mislead anybody or no like no that. so it was kind of just an off night and so that's what the episodes are going to be about but i actually wanted to i had some more lighthearted um lifestyle chat i and it'll, it'll be brief but i was uh driving to where was i going the other day just going into town, and I saw that the, our our local little sexy cafe is gone. The hot spot has closed. Did you oh, see that? No, I didn't see so that. So the hot spot is a – there's a few of them around our area, but the hot spot is a restaurant that well, – It's a coffee it's, shop. It's a coffee shop. It's a drive through I don't even think there's dining inside. There isn't. There mm-hmm. isn't. It's just no. drive up, get your coffee, and go. And I think and, they did smoothies and other you know, specialty yeah. beverages. Yeah, they did smoothies. I got a smoothie from there before. So – they did it come in a glass <laughs> no i or did later smooth, smoothie euphemism <laughs> <laughs> no so they and their the attraction of this place was that they had hot hot little baristas who would dress in lingerie or who would dress in various items so you drive up and get your coffee or smoothie or hot chocolate from a sexy little number and from tits mcgee <laughs> and... yeah and, and they had like special little little quips like they had topless tuesdays which was kind of dumb because they'd give you your coffee without a top as opposed to the girls being topless yeah that is dumb i mean we're not (laughs) coffee drinkers so i would only ever go there for a smoothie or for a hot chocolate or a bidet (laughs) and the um so yeah they had topless tuesdays like they had those stupid little days throughout the week but but i always even though i didn't go there that much i always liked that it made me feel like our town was a little cooler like we had a little hot sexy little place in town yeah. although there and... was some controversy when it first opened i remember there well, was any some place like a strip club opening or anywhere it's it, where there's some kind of sexiness there's gonna be the controversy from the community and yeah um i don't think i ever actually went through the drive-thru there even with you because yeah, i felt kind of pervy i remember you did with me once Mm-hmm. I mean, I only went a handful of times. Um, anyway, just that's more than I even knew mostly, about. <laughs> most, no, no, I think yeah, you knew, but mostly for the novelty factor. But um, you, you could drive by and try to see in the window, like, whoa, what's the girl wearing? Like, you you could never actually see anything really. But yeah, I feel like every time we drove by, it wasn't open anyway. I don't know what their hours I, were. Yeah, that's but part they were of, never open. They were never open. I, they, I'm sure they were open for people going to work in the mornings and all the men who are stopping for a little. A little, uh, little morning coffee. hot encounter before. Yeah, a, a I wonder little... if they take cream in their coffee. <laughs> well, yeah, a little hot encounter before work, and then they were. It seems like they were never open on the weekends. They're open, but yeah, I just drove by the other day, and they're definitely closed. The signs gone. The hot spot signs gone. They have 
whoever owned it or or bought it or whatever put up a bunch put up a whole line of shrubs so you can't see to the building even if you wanted to hmm. which is kind of if they, if they've closed there's no need for the bushes anyways because there's going to be nobody working there yeah. you know and the sexy girls aren't working there anyways but did you know did, did you know that have, have I you... didn't know that they closed I don't drive that way yeah past it very often so when you go into town for something I take the freeway uh, I well, don't take the surface sometimes streets. I felt like ta- sometimes I feel like taking the back roads. Mm-hmm. So I so I take the back roads into into town. So I don't know. That was just a little. I mean, it doesn't really affect me because I didn't go nope. ever really. It doesn't but... really affect many of our listeners, but it's it's sad to see anything that's that's uh, uh, cell phone business. You know, a regular business. It's not a business owned by the man, and anything that's sexual go under. So. Yeah, it was a little. I don't know. It it. Well, I, I I have no idea the reason behind it closing. It probably was because they just weren't making the money. But in my mind, it's the evil the evil community saying we don't want your this sexuality here. That's probably not. I don't the know. Case. I mean, there's there's another coffee place right across the street from from it. So who knows? Maybe they just couldn't compete. It's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they're on the most the most traveled of of locations either. So who knows? No, they could have fallen victim to any number of things. Could have been mismanagement. But our town's a little less cool now. <laughs> so that's what i had that's what i wanted to to talk about for some little lifestyle chat but so so getting back to i guess the topic of today which is just having an off night and and that's basically what we had you know the the pregnancy thing i think was really what was keeping us from playing i think other people were a little nervous or maybe nervous is probably not even the right word i think it's just the ick factor like not quite sure about it i was wearing sexy clothes but still a pregnant woman is not in their most prime of bodies and, and whatever. But it just, it led to us not playing with anybody. And it got yeah, me thinking. We, we, we played ourselves and that was fun. We were still yeah. in, in public. There was, you know, or, you know, in the rooms with other couples doing stuff. And so it was still the, it was still fun to be there. And yeah. it was sexy times were had, but. But it's, it's not the first time that we've gone to a party with the hope, not expectation. It's never an expectation, but with the hope of playing with other people and, and having it not quite work out. And so I thought, well, that would be a good episode just to talk about when, when things don't go the way that you had thought they would. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is probably something that's pretty common among other couples. They, you know, you, you get out, you go out, you've got your, your sexy best on, you're ready, raring to go, and you just don't end up playing with anybody you don't find another couple to play with yeah i i'm sure it, i'm sure it has happened to everybody out there and one of the things that's always it's it's never a bad night because i always can fuck you wherever we are if we're at a party or if we come home like i know that i always can fuck my sexy wife so that that is you know a consolation but yeah it's a little dis- it's a little disappointing or if you were you know intending to find somebody to play with or if it or if it just doesn't if it just doesn't work out you don't yeah to me playing with your partner is the saving grace of the night because you were you're there you're in a sexy atmosphere hopefully hopefully you still had a good time because i think there is a difference between experiencing rejection and experience experiencing an off night well yeah there's there's a flat out rejection where you you know you had your eye on a couple or, or whatever and it turns and they say no or we're not interested or just not actually finding a couple to play with where you just didn't connect with anybody that night. And I, those are two two very different scenarios. Yeah, and I, I think they can have very different very different impact on your view of the lifestyle or just your view of the party or, or your how you're having a good time in general. So I, I think there's a number of different reasons that can, can kind of cause a, 
a strikeout or or an off night. So ours ours was clearly a physical thing, at least at the start, where I I just could not get a flirt on. The only topic of conversation with mingling was pregnancy, and it's like that's the yeah, last that's not, thing I want to talk about. It's not a sexy about. conversation. I mean, we had a lot of good conversation, but yeah, a lot of it was revolving around pregnancy and kids, and that's just not the. It's not sexy. It's not the sexy times, and you know it's it's. And for for me, it kind of threw off my, my flirting game for sure. It, it definitely it definitely made me I don't know. It was just a little because you don't know how much you can you want to flirt because you don't know whether or not the other individual the the male and the you know the male of the couple is going to want to play with your wife or even or even wonder if plays on the table because we had decided play was on the table. But maybe if you go to a party and you see a pregnant woman, you assume that play is off the table. To well, be honest, and I guess that's I actually if, think that that's what I would assume. That's if they have the rule that both partners have to play, which I don't think it, that you should even make that assumption. Well, no. Because there's couples out there that the, only the wife plays and the man will watch. Well, or yes. Or vice versa. Yeah. So... And and I think you and I have fallen victim to that assumption where it's like, well, we have to find a couple and only, you know, we have to do the swap where I am restricted to playing with him. You are restricted to playing with the, the woman of the other couple and that's how it goes. But when you're at a at a party, especially like the house party we were at, where there's 50 couples and plenty of open space and on-premise rooms to, to have fun in, you could find a woman from one couple and if the man's okay with it, play with her while he's there watching while I play with a man from a different couple. Mm-hmm. And and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a swap, so to speak, with people from the same couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. So I, it's it's an unfair assumption for other couples to write us off, to write you, I guess for other women to write you off because I'm pregnant. I don't know, but I see it. But I, I could see it. I yeah. see that being the being a thing. I, mean, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it because I hadn't really thought about pregnant women and the lifestyle that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're, you're pregnant and at least at this point, party you know i hadn't put myself in the person's shoes where i think i would definitely assume that i i would probably not try to make any moves or yeah. you know even if i thought yeah. and that's pretty much how it went down like nobody was really flirting with you you tried to flirt a little bit with people and it just it wasn't working out and and there certainly was no flirting with me except for maybe from the host of the party themselves and they know us so. but as, as as you mentioned you can have off nights just in just in general life we've had off nights there's been nights you know where maybe i've had a little bit it, it usually me where maybe I've had a little <laughs> bit too much to drink, and yep. that's always a, a, a like a game killer. If you oh yeah yeah and, I, w- and... I was thinking about reasons that off nights might happen, and that was one of the things that I put on the list was <laughs> having a little bit too much to drink, and and that usually ends up at least when it's happened for us. It hasn't happened a ton, but it's happened a few times, and and when it happens, it usually means that there's no saving grace that night either because I'm usually pissed off, and so the sex that night doesn't usually happen or whiskey dick will set set in and then really the sex isn't going to happen yeah so that's that's one reason for you know having an off night which is by all accounts clearly preventable (laughs) so (laughs) certainly is yeah i mean and and to be honest i mean that's something that i've had to learn is that you know you just you get into a and we're younger like you get into a like we're used to you know getting into a party mode with friends where you just go out and drink but at a yeah. when you're at a party you don't want to do that you, you don't need to avoid the well for you the problem is the liquor yeah stick if you to, if you stick to beer you're to beer. fine sticking to beer except for you have to piss every five seconds because <laughs> well that well i mean that's the case if you're drinking a lot too i suppose so yeah um and, and see for me I, I like drinking beer and i i definitely don't get the 
the overly drunkness when I'm drinking beer, but then I feel like I constantly have to burp or fart because beer is carbonated. <laughs> sexy, sexy. I know. And, and who wants that? You know, like, yeah, even, you don't like those Smirnoff carbonated drinks. I like those a lot. Those little girly, you know, Smirnoff ice things. But man, I, I don't want to be burping all night. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, that in and of itself, like, if you're burping or farting, chances are you're going to have an off night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those things alone are <laughs> those those are indicative of potential, potential off night yep and and you know i mean there's other things like that like maybe you just didn't quite dress with the theme you could be dressed kind of off where you know people might look at you funny or maybe you've got some bad breath and you don't know it <laughs> those are all reasons for having an off night and not really being aware of why you're having an off night yeah yeah hygiene problems are always going to be an off night uh, yeah in general yeah I, I think other things that can contribute to an off night is um, confidence, self-confidence. If you haven't been in the game for a while, like you and I have taken a break for a while, that, that can definitely have an impact on whether or not you're going to find another couple. I completely agree that confidence, regardless of the circumstances behind it, confidence is a big, yeah. a big factor. Our dogs are making an appearance. Yeah, confidence is, is a huge factor, and you can be thrown off your game by even being just in a different venue, if you're in a different hotel that you're not used to, or... Yeah, different crowds. If you, different crowds. If, you, if you're used to a particular party, or you're used to a, uh, you're used to hotel parties, and you go to a house party, mm-hmm. and that that can throw you off, or if you're... Or if you're not used vice to parties, versa, even, if you Vice just... versa, if you're, yeah, if you're not used to parties in general, you're used to meeting up with couples one-on-one, or however it goes, and then you go to a, any kind of party... It, just a different environment is going to throw you off, and I think that that also relates back to confidence too. If you're if you go and you're not you're a little shyer, you're around a group that maybe you're not as familiar with, or just a a, a venue that you're not as yeah. familiar I mean, with. Yeah, if you maybe... don't know people, or or I think too, if the parties are clicky, that can be difficult because you can't get in, so to speak, with the right people. Mm-hmm. So I've I've heard. Some people complain about various clubs being too clicky or just not friendly or social enough where I've, I've heard people say, you know, I'll, I'll go to a party, we'll get a table and then nobody will ever talk to us at the table or, you know, we'll, we'll go to dance and then maybe become kind of wallflowers and nobody will ever come and talk to us. And I mean, that, that can lead to a strikeout. At the same time, though, I think you need to be a little bit more proactive. Yes, you need to, if, if you've noticed that maybe nobody's approaching your table, or approach to you if you're out dancing or whatever. Be proactive and go and talk to people as well because people, if you're putting off a vibe of we're kind of sitting here by ourselves, we're dancing by ourselves, like you're putting off a vibe of yeah. we're content being by ourselves. Yep. So if you try to start to mingle, or with if you it, put off the we're bored vibe or the we don't we don't want to talk to people vibe, like there's there's kind of standoffish vibes out there too. Yeah, so that, that you might can, not, you might be putting it out and not even realizing you're doing exactly. it. Exactly. So so maybe, you know, midway through the night if things aren't going great, just take a step back and think, okay, so let's let's retry the tactics here. If we've been kind of thinking people are going to approach us or if nobody's approached us, mm-hmm. then maybe we just approach other people. And that's the great thing about swinging in the lifestyle is that very very rarely or are you is it ever going to be a problem if you just go up and start talking to people everybody oh yeah that's what people want they want to meet new people they want to be friendly mm-hmm. and it's it helps a lot i mean i know personally just the lifestyle in general has helped me in all aspects of my life just to be a little bit less shy about people because you just get when you're in the lifestyle you just start everybody's okay with just 
coming out of your shell and just talking to people and mingling and mm-hmm. and so you get just more comfortable hearing the sound of your own voice a little bit yeah but i guess part of the point is that if you're if you're having an off night you can turn that around midnight you know yeah the mid, mid portion and hopefully you know recognize that you're putting off whatever vibes or or whatever i think a good way to try and turn things around is just to focus on your partner and have a good time with who you're there with go out on the dance floor and rip out some killer moves start <laughs> start sucking on some titty just you know have some fun with each other i yeah. think that's a great way to no, I try and turn things around i completely agree and that that's a good way to turn people or, or turn things around but you can also i think you want to in the midst of that maybe give somebody an eye give somebody the eye that you're interested in or talk to somebody because yeah, because yeah. you can even you could be having a great time but still put off the vibe that i'm having a great time with with, with who i'm with, with who that's i'm all with I want. and don't don't approach me or not i mean it's not don't approach me but but you know what i mean they don't i'm content with having the fun that i'm having with the person that i'm with yeah where yeah and some couples are are like that where they just want to be at the party and just enjoy the person that they're with and they don't they like the atmosphere but they don't want to play so Mm -hmm. it's a fine line between looking like you only want to be with your partner and just looking like you're having a great time Mm -hmm. in general and the the other thing too that can contribute to an off night is if you just start off the night. Maybe, maybe you had an argument with your mm-hmm. significant other before the party, yeah. or you had a bad day, or just something is going, something's gone wrong. Just going into yep. the environment. One of you wants to go, the other person doesn't want to go, or mm-hmm. it's you know you're, you're maybe having some financial issues, and it's it's more expensive than you thought to pay for the hotel room, or yeah, because or that, your room is dirty. Even something as as you know the simple things, as your room is dirty. The little things can annoy you and yeah. build up, and you're right and. And you know my cure-all for that? A shot of alcohol. <laughs> now, that don't, that but not help too much. Everybody, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not too much. Well, we always like to start off the night with a shot. That's kind of a tradition for us. We haven't been able to do that the last few times, but yeah, starting we, we off like with, to start off with a shot. Starting and, off with a shot. Is and always, if, we're, uh, if we're at a hotel, we like to just ask our, you know, some of our neighbors to maybe join us or some people who are out in the hall mingling. Yeah, that's, that's a great way to it's, get some good mingling in. Yeah. Meet some people, invite some people in. You know, be, Share a little be, alcohol. Be generous with your with your alcohol. And, you know, that goes a long way. People will and, – and it comes right back throughout the night. You're going to get people offering to, to, to buy you a shot or give mm-hmm. you a shot or things come around. So, so don't be stingy. Yeah. So just invite people. Good way to – it's an excellent, excellent way to mingle. Yeah. I, I've, we have some friends who always bring – cooler full of jello shots and that's how they get to know people so it's it's an interesting form of payment you know and at mardi gras girls show their tits they get beads at at a swinger party you give some people some jello shots you end up fucking speaking of that i know that this is we always we talk about a lot of local regional things but i mean i guess that's what we know and you just mentioned mardi gras there's a there's a local thing that happens here in the in the uh uh, Michigan area, specifically the Detroit area, every summer called Javi Nooner that we've never gone to, but I'll just we should check that out sometime because it's supposed to be a pretty crazy time. Yeah, I I've been leery about it, and I'm sure we'll get listeners from Michigan who will write in and tell me I'm wrong, or maybe they'll tell me I'm right. But I've had friends who have gone and have experienced some some bad things. But I know that so I think Job and Uner is a big thing for swingers because we've seen SLS there's listings for Job and Uner parties and from what we've heard anyways it's just a place for 
swinging essentially just a big party swinging activity anyways yeah you know? i mean it's it's the the thing to be clear is it's not just a big swinging event no. it's just a but it's a big drinking so boating event yeah we so should, we'd want to be careful where we ended up we should lay I, out what it is uh so job and Uner, neither of us have been but it's it's lake st Clair, correct i believe so yeah so lake st Clair is it's, it's gull island that area it's which is a portion of lake st Clair mm-hmm. here in here in michigan not one of the great lakes but it does connect a couple of the great lakes together so there's been petitions to make it a Great Lake, but it's not. No, but it's like a tenth, or it's like a twentieth of the size. It's never going to be a Great Lake. But without it, the lakes wouldn't all be connected. But who cares if they're connected? It's important for shipping. We can tell which one of us grew up around the area. <laughs> um, so Javaniner is a party that a giant party that goes on around the mid-June time frame. I'm not sure if it's the same time. It's usually time. right around 4th July. Yeah, it happened last weekend, I believe. Mm-hmm. And everybody who has a boat or who, who a lot of people just string up their boats and tie them together, and apparently you can just walk from boat to boat. It's like a and boat trailer park. Yeah, a boat, just a giant party, and they call it Job and Uner. And I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but you mentioning Mardi Gras, apparently it's the same thing where girls are showing their tits all over the place, and I know that, I know that there is SL... It- SLS has some listings. There's mm-hmm. Davin Uner, uh, uh specific parties. Yeah, well, we'll have to check it out. I mean, I think it's just a big excuse to get out in the water and party and drink and boat, but not really boat because everybody's drinking and, you know, that sort of thing. So the 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 bad experiences that I've heard of, you know, they, they all relate back to alcohol and getting together with people you don't know. It's well, you got to make people smart. Who've, people who've been robbed and people who've gotten in fights because they've been drunk over girls and that sort of thing. Well, you got to make smart decisions. You can expect that to happen anywhere. And I would hope, to, I would like to think that if we're hanging out with swinger individuals, you know, a swinger crowd that... I've always felt fairly safe, but you have to you have to be smart and protect yourself and be safe. So, any of you local listeners out there, and if you've been to Java Nooner, let us know how it was because we haven't gone and we're thinking about it next year. So, yep. and we could be completely sounding really ignorant to you right now. So, let well, yeah, us know. well, yeah, clearly because it's we haven't been there, so we're just relating what we've heard. But yeah, yep. So, so getting back to the topic, we were, we were talking about causes of an off night, and I think there's one more thing that we haven't really covered. Because it hasn't been as much of an issue for us, I don't believe, but I could see it happening, and that's coming on too strong. So if you go to a party with the expectation that you're going to swing, either by meeting another couple there or you know meeting somebody that you know there or trying to meet strange and get some strange <laughs> action, coming on too strong can definitely be a, a cause for a strikeout. It can. It can. But and, and there's that fine line between being confident and flirting and coming on too strong. I mean, sometimes it might not be a fine line, but you you don't want to come off well, as... You don't want to be pushy. Like, you don't want to be pushy or an ass or just overall annoying because that's... An, annoying takes away from sexy big time. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is, just because you danced with a couple and you might have made out with them doesn't mean that they're automatically going to come back and screw you, go go back to your room and, and have some sex. Like, that's not necessarily going to happen, but if you are pushy about it, then it's really not going to happen. Yeah, you you don't want to just, and that's true just in life in general. If you're too pushy, things aren't going to go well for you. Yeah, and but subtlety, the exact opposite. If you're too subtle, things might not work out for you either. So what we're saying is, you have to find that exact right, <laughs> uh, that exact right attitude. And so if you veer outside of that, you are fucked. It's a wonder. No, you're not <laughs> fucked. That's the problem. <laughs> It's a wonder anybody gets fucked around here then. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I think the gray area is bigger than Oh no. You know, it's a bigger the, end zone. The gray area is huge. It. But yeah, if you're 
just in terms of you know just, just don't be a douchebag don't be an asshole and don't be a wallflower just right? like you I said mean, yeah you don't want to you know if you're being too shy it's going to be an off night if you're being too pushy and annoying and the douchebag then things aren't going to go well either yeah at the same time you could just have an off night for no reason i mean i, I think it's possible just to not click with other couples just to go there and just not find another couple that you're really into i think that's completely possible just to I, you know, I wouldn't call it an off night more as a strikeout. Cause I think those are actually kind of two different things. Like in my head, an off night is you made a, you might have found another couple that you'd be willing to swing with, but you just couldn't seal the deal. Like you just you weren't quite flirtatious enough, or you just you couldn't they they weren't into you for whatever reason. Versus to me, I don't know, a strikeout might be you just didn't find anybody at all. I don't know. Yeah, I I could see how you know there is that distinction, but I would still say that it's. It's an off night. I get that there there just might be nobody there that you wanna that that you wanna swing with, but that could be going back to what we said before that it's just not quite your crowd or not quite. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it could be your crowd. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that it could be exactly your crowd. Everybody's cool, but you just haven't clicked quite to the level where you actually want to play with somebody, and yeah, and that's and, gonna happen as well. And, and we've had that happen before, just where. You know, it's like, well, that, that one couple is kind of cute, kind of cool, but we just didn't talk to them enough. Or... And that's where it always comes back to it, the awesome thing about the lifestyle is that you always have your fuck buddy that you know you can go back to the spouse or to, to your room and have sex with your spouse, your significant other. You yep. always have that individual. And... Unless you piss them off, too. <laughs> or unless you're a unicorn. Yeah. And, and you're the you're the lone, you're the... You're the lone wolf on the prowl. I don't think unicorns strike out very often. No, 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 no. The women, they're... come on, they are, they they will always find someone to play with. And the and the male the male unicorn. I could see the male unicorn having an issue sometimes. Yeah, I, I think, could too. I think it depends on how attractive th- you are. You know, as I, the male unicorn. I I think they'll have success and failures. Now, this you know, it's a gender bias, but I think the female will very rarely have a strikeout. Oh, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> unless they're just really. Uh, unless they're not as attractive or they're only attractive to certain, you know, certain people, you know, they, they fit in a, a niche market kind of thing. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. There are gender biases in the lifestyle that are just inherent and yeah. it is what it is. The well, that's like... Girls are more desired and... Girls are, you know, the the lesbian girl and girl action is much more acceptable than well, any sort of yeah, man-on-man action the bisexual community is really very small and most often they're they're ostracized and in, yeah, in, for, in for men, the swinging yeah. community and so you know that's a topic for, for another time but yeah we did find out about a uh, a club that favors or specializes in bisexual men and i'm, I'm definitely intrigued about that yes well and I'll say I am not bisexual, but because you've let it be known that you really like to watch gay porn, that and you like bisexual porn, then and actually that's funny too. We 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 we've talked about how bisexual in porn always means that it's uh it's the guys doing things with well, each other. Well, it does on the porn site that I go to. On the, well, yeah, because I, I use you porn because bisexual. It's like assumed that the girls in porn are bisexual, and so they <laughs> just are are straight. So. If, so from what you've told me, yeah. bisexual means that when it's strictly labeled bisexual, it's the guys. In in the categories section but, when I look at movies. But yeah. you would like to go to the party, and I would go with mm-hmm. you. I'm not, you know, I I don't. You're like, not homophobic. By no, not at all. I've, you know, I don't know if it would be flattering or not to be hit on by by a gay guy because 
truthfully honest, I don't think I've ever been well, hit on. I would on. say it's probably a bisexual guy, not well, a well, gay well, yes, guy. yes, yes, you're right. But truthfully speaking, I don't think I've ever been hit, oh, that I've been aware of, hit on, because I just haven't ran in the crowds, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anytime you're hit on by anybody, anytime anyone finds you attractive, it's it's flattering. But, yeah, so I would go with you, and I'm sure you would be incredibly, you would, the after party there, you would be incredibly turned on. Well, yeah, the more cocks, the better. I mean, that's you'd have a great time. So yeah, I would. More male orgasm I can watch, the better, and the more turned on I will be. So I would definitely go with you, and I would have no expectations. I'd want you to be at your comfort level, and and your comfort level is is no playing with men, and I'd be fine (laughs) with that. Yeah. So doesn't mean I can't fantasize, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I'd I'd be fine with that. So so back to the off night kind of thing, you know, after our recent off night. It was interesting for me to see its impact on you because it, clearly the off night was because of me and I'm okay with that. Like we, we knew going in that there's this pregnancy ick factor and, and it's, well, it's it kind of like wearing bug repellent, you know, I would I mean? say it wasn't completely you just because I feel like be it that we hadn't, that we hadn't been in the game for a little while or that my, my, my flirting skills were definitely yeah. not there. And I realized, and there was that... another couple there that was pregnant and the guy in, ended up playing with another chick. Yeah, yeah. He... Now I don't know if he knew them or not, but but there was another pregnant couple, and and the guy of that couple did did have some playtime with someone else. That's true. So I don't know if you know I've I've gotten used to having a flirting teammate there, and so it was back to be you know is back to almost like single days where you got where I'm flirting like on my own. And yeah, so and, and I have to admit, even my... in single days, I was the one who pursued pursued you in the beginning. My my flirting was off, and I recognize that. But I but you are right that it was you know uh you know pretty pretty high contributor yeah. contributing factor was you but, but it you had know, a pretty dramatic on impact on on your uh confidence actually yeah it, it did you took a pretty pretty big hit I, on, on the way home i remember you're like you know what i'm done with swinging for a while i'm just done well i you're, recognize you're pretty pissed off that's a flaw in my personality in general you know if something goes wrong it's like i'm i'm fucking done with this for good i'm done with, like i i I don't know. I I when we argue or when whenever whenever anything, I'm the one who just jumps to the extremes, and I and I recognize that that is a a flaw. And when I get upset, I'm just done with whatever it is. You know, I can be done with yeah, done with whatever. As long as you're not done with me, then I'm okay with it. But but yeah, you were you were quick to be like, I'm not going to a party for a while. I need a break from this, and I'm done. And I didn't say anything because I knew you needed your time to cool off and you'd, you'd get over it. But it's just interesting the reaction that having an off night can cause. For me, it didn't really have an impact on me. I thought it would, but I kind of already knew going into it what I looked like. I didn't think it was – it wasn't – there was no self-confidence changes or issues. I think I actually looked pretty decent I thought you looked fucking hot. You, I, you looked I got really a lot of compliments, good. especially from the women. You for, looked really good, there, I thought, so, so. – yeah. So, so how did you work through your "I'm just done"? I don't know. Just like any, any, like by the next morning, I was fine. Like just with anything, you know, just give me a little time. And I actually got, I was more annoyed once we got in the car because I had a good time. Even at the end of the party, me and you were fucking, and we were in the same room as three other couples who were having sex, and there wasn't even any swapping really going on amongst those couples either. They might have already swapped. Well, yeah, that's true. But so, you know, we, we got to have sex in front of other people, which is always a turn on. I had a really good time. Yeah. But it was one, it was once we were leaving that, I don't know, it just kind of got to me. And Maybe had, part of it, too, is we went there with the hope of maybe you having some full swap action. Yeah. And if your expectations are that 
potentially, you know, the full swap is on the table, which we haven't done, and then that just doesn't happen, then, you know, you just get up. When whenever you've been looking forward to something and it just doesn't happen, you know you get a, mm-hmm. you're, you get it's upset. It's that toy you wanted at Christmas time and you never got. Yeah, so it was dumb, and I was over it by the next morning. But I recognize that's just kind of how I am. Like I've said with with anything, if I just am like I'm done. If I when I get annoyed, I'm very quick to be to just say I'm done and jump to an extreme. So, what do you think are some good techniques for people to recover from <laughs> a strikeout? Well, I think you can speak to that too. You ask. I can, but I'm asking you first. Um. Well, I mean, evaluate like what you thought like was, you know, if 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 you thought that flirting was an issue for the night, just think, okay, I need to, you know, I recognize that I actually need to be a little bit better at flirting when you're not around to be, you know, my flirt wingman. And I've seen you do a lot of flirting, and I've seen you be quite flirtatious with the women i think i think, I think usually the women approach you first but then after they start to flirt with you i've seen you open up quite well but i also think you need the alcohol to do it and you weren't drinking very much at the party you had a drink or two but not much yeah yeah now, you don't want to use alcohol as a crutch like somebody needs to be able to flirt without it but it certainly greases the wheels yeah so just doing some self-evaluation if if doing some self-evaluation is always a good thing i mean in unless it's just like if there's a night like we talked about where it's just off and there was just no couples there and you think that you were like everything was fine but if you think that some of it's attributed to however you were acting or personality or or yeah. just your mental state well, while you were there i think then it think, takes a lot of honesty with yourself because you don't want to be like well there's there just weren't any couples i was into you know you don't want to lie to yourself because that could be completely untrue and there there could have been three or four other couples that you were interested in but it was you who was the problem. Like, you need to not lie to yourself and be like, well, it's just a party. I'm not going to go to that, back to that party. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can easily see that kind of um, just self-lying. Well, if that's the case, then you'll probably just continue to strike out. <laughs> yeah, and... probably. And then eventually just be like, I'm not participating <laughs> in the lifestyle anymore. You suck. So, but no, I think I think if it's an individual thing that you have to work through, and then there's – and that's what's always interesting about swinging – when there's a swinging issue is that you first have to deal with it with yourself and then, and then deal with it as a couple Yeah. for whatever the issue is. If you are jealous over something, then you need to work out for yourself and work out with your partner, what the issues are. And so there's always, there's always two different levels that you need to, yeah. at least two levels that you need to work on. And, or, and so just talking to your partner too, if you had an off night. So what, you know, why do you think that we had an off night? You know, mm-hmm. was it, was it us? Was it just the vibe? Was it, you know, the argument that we had before we went? Was it the yeah. green burrito that before we, before we went that had, <laughs> you know, you have, you know, you have I something stuck in my teeth and yeah, or whatever it is. That's so a, just... That could be a hard, a hard thing to do to hard conversation to have because you could have it where you are flirting with another couple and you think things are going well, but then the other couple suddenly is no longer interested in you and goes their separate ways. And as a couple, you could blame your spouse really easily. Like, you know, or, oh, they were into me, but you were coming on too strong. Or, oh, they were into me, but you were too drunk. Or, like, like it'd be really easy to point the finger after mm-hmm. an off night. So I yeah. think that's a conversation you have to be really careful about because it could easily lead to an argument between you and your spouse if you are, are gen- if you genuinely think that there's something your spouse is doing wrong. I think you have to be really careful about how you bring it up so as to not bruise their ego and have them be on the defensive 
Yeah. And, and you and I have had that where there, there's been a time or two where I've thought like, oh, you were talking really loud. You, you have a loud voice. I hate to say it. Your voice carries. You know that. And when you drink, your voice gets louder. And so there's True. been times where I've been like, dude, quiet down. And I've realized that's not a good thing to say. Well, you know, after, you do I, not take that if, well. if you're at a party and you've had some drinks, you know, you get even more annoyed. Just taking self-critique. Although, to be fair, when you're at a party, a hotel party, and yeah, there's loud, loud DJ music going on, <laughs> you know, you have to talk loud. But yes, you're right. My voice does carry. And so... I'm, and I'm bringing and, that up as an example, not as like a criticism. So. And there are times... And yeah, there's there's times where you have to... Where you might be annoyed at your spouse or or whatever. You're thinking your spouse might have... Might have been the cause. Been the cause. Or, you know, knock, knock both of you off your game or, you know, turn off a couple or whatever. But even if that's the case, I think it all comes back to communicating yeah and just talking through so what was the issue there i you know what and what work, happened working and, together to fix it too and it, it's almost like a broken record but you just can't get around it when you just have to say communication is the key communication 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 it's and it it is kind of like that's the that's the end all be all you know the solution to everything but it almost is i think you know self if self-reflection and evaluation and communication is almost all you need to do you just need to get in touch with yourself get to the get to the root of certain issues if you had an off night and sometimes it was just that it was an off night there's nothing there's nothing to attribute to it and or it could just be you just you didn't get a lot of sleep so so you were you were no fun you're you 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 said some jokes that you thought were funny and the other couples thought were racist or you know who knows but sometimes yeah exactly sometimes you do have to evaluate, though. Know, what you know, maybe I was being shy last night. Well, why was why was I being a little timid or, or you know, self conscious about going up just to couples and you know, just working through yeah. whatever underlying issues, and then and then that brings everything back to confidence as well. If you have yep. confidence, then confidence goes a long way. And and I think it's a good idea when you're talking through things with your partner to compliment them on the things that went right too, and not focus on just what went wrong. Because that's what can lead to more confidence issues as opposed to trying to improve. So I, I think it's a good idea to talk about what happened that went well mm-hmm. in addition to what went wrong. Yeah, yeah you're exactly it right. It would be really easy just to focus on what went wrong, but I'm sure there's more that went right during the night than, than went wrong. It's just the whatever did go wrong might have led to you just not being able to play with anybody that night. And it's also just important to just realize that you're out just to have a good time. I I don't think... If, if if your goal is always every time, like, we are going to find, a, like, you hone in like a radar, like, we are going to find a couple to fuck, or we're going to find a couple to play yeah. with, that will very easily lead to it being an off night. But if your goal right. is just, I'm going to have a good time, I'm going to fucking party, and I'm going to flirt, and I'm just going to have fun with individuals, meet who I can, mm-hmm. make connections where I can, and then if you play, you play, and I think that that's... Where we've had the best party, where yeah. where we had the most fun, had the had the most, you know, uh, flirtations and the the some of the funnest play times is just those parties where you're just having fun and you're not worried about what's going on mm-hmm. and and you make an interesting point because you say well if if your goal is just to go out there and have fuck and that's what have fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's just to go out there and fuck and that's what you want to do I'm thinking that the swinging culture might not be for you because that's not really the culture i mean swingers have a culture we do well we we do but i I would say yes and no because even though i said that the underlying thing is that everybody well it's to have fun 
so I sexual so, fun. Yeah. So, but it's not necessarily to fuck. Maybe to fuck your partner at least at a minimum. No, I and for swinging. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying non-monogamy in general because there's there's very different goals for non-monogamy in general. Yeah, I would agree with. Yes, you're but for, okay. for swinging. Okay, yeah. Which is okay. More now we're I, mainly swingers. Now I see what you're swinging. saying. Okay, yes. So yeah, I think you're exactly right because there is a culture of just you know you're having fun. You're not just you're you're not just trying to only fuck and that's it. You're not trying to just only swap. You're you know you're trying to have fun and make connections and meet people and just people have a good time. Similar lifestyle and similar, ideals. People and... who have people yes, people who are similar to you in, in sexual taste, sexual just sexual openness. And so that's mm-hmm. the that's that's relationship the, status even, you know, they're that's that, part of the thing is, you know, so just go out and have a good time. So that would be my recommendation is just to always have just have the goal of we are gonna have a good time and if whatever happens is going to be fun and have the consolation of knowing that no matter what happens, you have your spouse or significant other, mm-hmm. usually, to go home with and have a good time with or go back to the hotel room. So it should rarely, if ever, end in a completely horrible night. You yeah, know, I agree. You know, I mean, you know, there's always exceptions. There's the where, arguments or the... Yeah, yeah, the, there's always... A, yeah. The, the drinking too much or the... You know, there, there's those sorts of things that happen, but... For the most part, you're right. You should always have the saving grace of being able to, to fuck with your partner, have fun with your partner, and just enjoy the fact that you were in a sexy atmosphere, mm-hmm. even if you didn't end up going home with another couple that night. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we did. I mean, we we still made the best of the night. We still had fun. We still had sex. Yeah. Which like, I wasn't even expecting to have sex at the party, so I was happy that I, I really? got banged. Like, not, not even with me? No. You no. didn't? No, I didn't. I, I don't know. I'm still, like, kind of self-conscious. I wasn't sure if that was going to unfold. I expected to do some blowing. I love to suck a cock. <laughs> so I, I knew there was going to be some cock suckage. But, yeah, if you have an off night, I, I I guess we can just wrap it up with, if you have an off night, then next time just get up and and just get up and ride that horse again. And then fuck that horse. And then ride the horse again. <laughs> <laughs> so. But don't fuck a real horse. We don't advocate that. No. No. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to move into some sexy news. Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did you say the money shot? Yeah. The money shot, you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive. Well, Mark, you would know about that. All right, so this week we have some some pretty fun and interesting Sex in the News articles. I'm so, looking forward to it. I never know what the news articles are going in, so <laughs> I, I never know what Cal has prepped for us. Yeah, so I'm always the, intrigued. Sex in the News is my thing, so I track them down, and then, yeah, you go in blind. You don't know what we're going to talk about. Right. I mean, sometimes there are articles I've read because we, we tend to read the same sources, but not always. Yeah. So the first one is, it kind of made some big headlines, but... They found that taste receptors in mouse testicles. Ooh, that's weird. Yo, you, so you didn't see that one? I I did, but I didn't. I saw the headline, but I was like, "What the hell?" and kind of skipped over it. But it, it that's that's weird to think of taste receptors, which we would find on our tongue within your yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, the ta- you know just commonly called taste buds on the testicles of a mouse. Like, so does that mean if the mouse is fucking another mouse and their testicles are rubbing up against the other mouse, they can taste it? I don't think so. 
and apparently humans have the same article um, said that humans have these taste receptors on internal organs, and they're all over. Just maybe they're not. They just it, makes me wonder if there's just another function for a taste receptor other than for taste, and we don't know what that function is. And the interesting thing was that if the researchers removed these the taste receptors from the testicles, the mice became completely sterile. Huh. So they don't know why, they don't know what function that the taste receptors have in fertility, yeah. but removing them, they became, their sperm counts were lowered, the uh, morphology, so the shape was uh, was severely diminished, or in, in, in from, from um, the normal shape, and... Mm-hmm. So things just were not did not go well when these taste receptors were I guess removed. We need to learn more about taste receptors. So, so that's that's pretty interesting. It, it makes me believe that science hasn't figured out what a taste receptor actually does, other than in your mouth for taste. Well, there they know be, there, there's more to it than that. They know that it's it's little bits of protein that bond with your taste receptors, and there's a chemical reaction, and so you're able to differentiate the various tastes. But you're right, maybe there's there's a, other functions. A separate, a separate function mm-hmm. that it does. That yeah, because why would why would you know there be taste receptors on the testicles or internal organs? Right. Um. So yeah, there's there's scientists don't know, but it'll be really interesting. You know, if 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 my balls can taste some delicious chocolate cake, then bring it on. <laughs> I, I hoped that I uh, I hope that I never see you dipping your balls in our chocolate cake. Let me tell you, because <laughs> well, uh, if I dip then. That would only be for you, baby. For for you to then lick off, lick off. Well, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. You like licking some food off me. You know it. I do. It's true. As <laughs> long as your balls are shaved. No hairy balls in the chocolate cake, please. <laughs> That's just gross. So the next one is another one that was kind of all over the that was kind of all over the news outlets. But the woman who experiences the foot orgasm. Yeah, and no, I did read about that one. Yep. So this is a fifty-five year old individual in the Netherlands who uh, went to the doctor after reporting or you know she went to her, to her her local doctor saying reporting that she was having orgasms that originated in, in her foot and it would spread up to her vagina five to six times a day that's crazy I it's got to be so life disrupting to have something like that happen if you're just using your foot in everyday use. And then all of a sudden you're orgasming while you're shopping at the local grocery store. That would be incredibly difficult. I mean, at at first thought, it sounds like it would be awesome to just be, like, coming all the time. But then when you think about the practicality of it and where you could be when it, when your foot goes off, if you're in the middle of a parent-teacher conference or church or, you know, wherever you may be, and all of a sudden you have to hide this orgasm, and I mean, if, if it were you, all of a sudden then you'd be napping after, <laughs> you know, it would be really difficult to, to live with. But this was the first reported case of this, and they found that if they stimulated her left foot with um, with a light shock, it would cause an orgasm. And it seems to be that she, stems from two to, two to three years ago, she, uh, she was in a coma for just due to a sepsis infection, and it caused a, it caused a, a problem. And apparently the signal, just the brain got confused just due to this coma, some kind of brain mix-up is what the researchers are saying, that because when the the nerve signals that go up the spinal cord um, enter the spinal cord at the same point for um, sensations coming from the nerves from the vagina and coming from the foot. So the brain just 
has in this individual apparently has lost the ability to, dif- to differentiate sensations that are coming from the vagina and are coming from the, from the foot. So what she's experiencing as a orgasm that originates in the foot probably the exact same feeling, the exact same sensation in another woman she would attribute to coming from that sweet sweet pussy. Yeah, well that's <laughs> that's that's pretty crazy. I wouldn't want it, and so I I, I know that they were able to try and numb portions of her foot. To, to fix this for her, so that's good. Hopefully her pussy's still functional, though. Well, yeah, she, everything seemed to be fine with that, just that she, in addition to that, she would experience them in her foot. So it seems to be, it doesn't seem to be like, you yeah, know, it's they not going to happen to anybody. Yeah, that, it seems to be isolated to her, just a specific... I just, thought I had read that there have been other reported cases of, well, of similar things where people have had amputations in their lower limb and, and have had some kind of nerve mix-up there, too. I'm well. That that might be the case. This article from Popular Science uh, didn't mention that, so mm-hmm. I can't I can't be sure about that. So the other thing too was that apparently, just like last time, text in the news, I said that men look sexier with a just by holding a guitar, they increase their sexiness. Apparently, if you wear a shirt that that draws attention to your chest, you are instantly more attractive. Unless you've got titties, like man titties, if you're accentuating your chest, I'm going to like it more. No. I, I can definitely agree with that. If you're accentuating, even if you are overweight, significantly overweight, it still helps. So the way that the researchers did this is they had a, a male wear a, a shirt that had a regular, normal T on it. So um, the horizontal line was going across the chest. And actually, the heavier you were, the more dramatic an increase in your attractiveness it made because it's drawing the attention to your chest and away from your stomach. So yeah. you're, so you're yeah. actually, even if you, so if you've got man titties, you also probably have a, a gigantic man stomach. Yeah. So people would rather, you know, you're going to be more attractive if I'm looking at you towards the neck and up as opposed to, well, chest and up chest, but, chest, neck. Yeah. As but, opposed to looking at the belly. So yeah. And you were rated less attractive than just the neutral when, the T was inverted, so the the horizontal portion of the T was going across mm-hmm. your stomach, which I, I think that kind of just makes yeah it you know it just makes inherent sense. But science is always trying to prove or disprove what everybody knows is common sense, and it's always interesting when when the things that are common sense come out to be true because it's it's like duh that's obvious yeah and there's a lot of studies where that's the case and then, but there's a lot of studies where it's contrary it's it's contrary where the common sense is completely wrong people just it's it, it's wrong you know the you know birds of a feather flock together that's true you know opposites attract that is not you know psychology and social science has shown that that is not the case you know and everybody has their anecdotes where you know that show that everybody has a story where they know somebody who where the opposites did attract but in general um how did, yeah. I, how did I get on that I don't you, know you were just talking about how we were saying oh this oh, this article yeah, is it, common sense but that is well that's always follow. that's always your thing is the is the chest you love I uh, love a good chest that's always that's always one of chest the chest and ass man <laughs> I mean and then, then the cock comes later you gotta have a good cock too but I, I do like a man with some good strong pecs and, you know, abs are nice, but I find washboard abs or really tight abs to be a little intimidating. Well, you have to have, and the, you don't you don't encounter that as much. You can see a guy with a good chest, mm-hmm. just like a, um, you can see a woman with a good, with, the, you know, a, a very nice bust without... Oh, who says bust? Come on. <laughs> well, Did you just say with a very nice bust? This is science talk. Good titties. This is science talk. They're titties. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you can see that without the shirt being off. So you can see... Uh, 
a man with, with a barrel chest and mm-hmm. with, with their shirt on. But, you know, they have to have their shirt off. So you encounter... That's one of the reasons I'm with you. <laughs> you encounter good abs less often, just in general, because you don't... People are wearing shirts more often. Well, <laughs> yeah. Unless we were in, like, Vegas or Florida or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But even the, even in those locations, unless you're on the people... You still encounter one more people with shirts on. Yeah. So that's that's it, you know. We science. should make a trip to the shore sometime, the Jersey Shore. What? Where did that come I from? I don't know. I was just thinking about Guidos walking around with no shirt. Like I was thinking about atmospheres where people would walk around without shirts on, <laughs> and that that came to mind. You go right to the Jersey Shore. I think the temperature there is, you know, that's the New York well, area. The yeah, temperature is not going to be. You'd have to go in the summer, like now. The temperature is you know? not great there. I'm sure it's fine right now. It's summer. I'd rather go it's to lie. I'd rather go to Vegas. Or... Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, then the, we can have more adult fun. The one time we went to Vegas was over for... over Christmas and New Year's Eve. And don't get me wrong, going being there on New Year's Eve was fucking awesome. You know, there's only a couple of places in the in the U.S. where there's the New Year's Eve party is giant. You know, there's the Times Square with the the ball that drops, and there's Vegas. Those are the two big Probably ones. Probably L.A. Yeah, but Vegas and, and Times Square are the two big ones that are usually televised, you know, on, on, on well, TV. Well, we know LA might be, too. They're three hours behind us, so. Well, I mean nationally televised. Yeah, yeah, but but still. So we were there over when it was chilly. It was still very fun, but yeah, we need to go Yeah, a lot to... of the main beach pools were closed because it was too chilly. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is we, we get st- to take in. We stayed at, uh, where, it we was. We stayed at Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it was Mandalay Bay. Which was supposed Bay. to have, like, a really awesome beach area. But it was chilly, so the, the, the uh, pool was closed. You'd think that with the amount that people spent in those rooms, they could heat those, those pools. Yeah, but you still don't want to be outside of the water. True. True. It was, it w- would have been really cold. It would have been tits and nipples a-flying everywhere. <laughs> So, so the next article is one that's you know kind of interesting. It's kind of like, well, what do you so. what do you do with that? But so the researchers have found that applying a uh, mild shock to the midbrain, like kind of like elective um, ECT, electric uh, convulsive therapy, which is a treatment for depression, and they still people don't realize this, but or a lot of people don't realize this, but they still do shock therapy for various various psychological disorders. People mm-hmm. think that you know that went out of fashion for a lot of things and and it has the in the you know in the 50s 60s and 70s the the research was wasn't there and now now they realize that, it's, that you don't want to use that for a lot of things but right. it's still there for depression yeah and it's it's different it's a different voltage and it's it's very controlled and applied to very specific areas of the brain yeah it's actually a it's, really it's how they treat uh parkinson's disease too actually yeah so yeah it's a really good treatment for parkinson's and for for depression, they don't mm-hmm. even and they don't even know why it works for depression. It's it's being researched and considered uh, pretty heavily right now for OCD and for obesity too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and I don't think it's approved for those treatments, but I know it's heavily researched for for treating those as well. And they don't know exactly why for all of these things. Now, there's well, let me talk about the main portion that I want to talk about, but that they found that um, mild shocks to the midbrain cause individuals to uh, appear to be more attractive for hmm. a relatively brief period of time but you that's why i said i don't know what you're gonna do with because yeah. you can't go walk around well, with you know shocking it, yourself it, in the it's, head it's the basis for a, a cheesy sci-fi movie though if you it's, think about somebody who who implants a you know deep brain stimulation to the midbrain you know implant into their spouse to trick them into thinking that they're this incredibly attractive person Really, I, I could see a cheesy sci-fi movie coming out of that. Really, you just need to get some beers and have the beer goggles. That does the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but you can't make that permanent. No, but they found that individuals are report that individuals are 
more attractive after they've yeah. had a couple of. So maybe that maybe that's the scientific cause of beer goggles. But it's, maybe, it's, maybe there's something like that going on. It's they found that for this in this particular instance, it's releasing the chemical dopamine in oh, your brain. Yeah. And dopamine is you know a pleasure. A lot of it's referred to as a pleasure, mm-hmm. the, the, the pleasure giving chemical in your brain. It's when you eat chocolate, it releases dopamine, and when you do a lot of these things, it, it just gives you that feel good feeling. Yeah. That and if you're feeling good and you're looking at somebody else, you're gonna probably find the more attractive kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where you go from there, but that's why I'm not doing that that research. <laughs> they'll they'll figure something out. So yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it'll be for people who. Uh, well, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know where I was going <laughs> with that. And the last thing is not really a news article, or it's not really news per se, but it, it was cool. There was an article, just a, just an op-ed piece that was on CNN.com um, about monogamy is not natural. And it was just an opinion piece and just talking about monogamy as not being natural for humans and using the using animals as being evidence and just talking about it. I don't want to go into the the details, but I thought it was I'm always happy when I see something like that on a big national you yeah. know, news outlet. I mean, that, CNN is huge. And so that, to, to run a, an op ed piece like that and I came across that article as well. And I, I agree with you. I think it's great that it was prominent in a mainstream news source to talk about monogamy and non-monogamy and, and just the lifestyles. Because, I mean, most people in the lifestyle, we're, we're closeted. I think more often than not, everybody's in the closet about their, their swinging. And, and the more you can get information out there about non-monogamy, just the more comfortable society will be with it. I, I don't – we were talking about this earlier tonight uh, – off air i don't expect that non-monogamy will ever be really truly fully accepted just because of how, how our society is and and the, you know, not how, anytime how, soon how conservative sure. the united states is maybe in europe or other places it might be more well accepted i'm not sure but you know even just opening up people's eyes a little bit in the mainstream will help mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i was i was happy to see that article so yeah. So that's all I got for section of the news for this time. So, JB, why don't you take us home? Okay. So, as usual, we'd love to hear your questions, comments, any feedback that you've got for us. You can reach us at swingingaround at gmail.com. No G at the end of swinging. Our uh, blog can be found at swingingaround.com. No G at the end of swinging. That's a, a new website that we've got. For now, it's just going to link you back to our swinging-around.blogspot.com uh, blog that we have. And then you can follow us on Twitter at Swinging Around. No G at the end of Swinging. And then also we've started a a Facebook page. So if you want to go ahead on Facebook and leave some comments or you can uh, like us on Facebook, we're just Swinging Around. No G at the end of Swinging. And lastly, rate us on iTunes. Rate us on Stitcher. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to get your ratings and keep the word out there and and, uh, spread the word about us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We always like to get, we always like to get that feedback. So, all right, everybody, stay sexy and stay swinging.